Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is the number one overall seed in the NBA playoffs about to get swept in the first round? Are you 2K? Niggas pack pool videos, click bait like Kim K. Ask cash for a wager. It's like playing Marco to Kim Bay. Hey, join my network. Live your Olajuwon today. Get it? Because, like, Hakeem. Never mind. Chase Money's getting toned in 1080p. Look like a hot Cheeto. Chris Smooth like a turtle. Okay, so today we have some big news. We got some news about some coach hirings. We got some news about 2K to talk about, which I love to talk about that. We got some news about some playoffs going on. Sean, how are you doing? Um, I'm great. Not actually, no, I'm not great. I'm not, I'm great, not great either. No, I don't, think, I don't even think I'm okay. I had um a heartbreaker. You're telling me. I, I just, I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I, I honestly, if we lost Game Six, I probably would have get gone into like cardiac arrest or something. <laughs> like I tell everybody that, but I'm dead serious on it. Really, it was so close of a game that I mean, obviously we lost Game Seven in a close game, but like Game Six, like that was that would have been so much more gut wrenching to me if right, we would have so lost. The- the Thunder really fought in Game 6. I The whole time the game was going on, close game the whole way through, and then it, it just felt like they were going to win to me. The whole fourth quarter, even though like the Rockets were like taking leads like back and forth between the two of them, like it felt like they were winning. It was just like a momentum swing. Um, game 7, though. It, we should not have pushed them to seven games, honestly. But... It's it just sucks, dude. Let's, like, let's go. Let's go through that whole like last sequence. So like we had a a fake timeout call almost, and then there was a foul, and then they had a block three by Harden. Harden playing some defense. Hey, um, after the game, he was like, "I'm glad my defense is finally getting recognized." Right now, uh, everybody clowns on my defense, and then now you guys see how true of a defensive player I am. I'm like, get that out of bro, here, bro! You got one block in your career. How are you gonna yeah, say? Come on, I, you. It took you blocking an undrafted two way rookie that scored thirty on you when you had what. 14 points in the game for you to be like, yeah, I'm such a defensive player. Mm-hmm. Bro, undrafted two-way rookie. Scored 30 points on you. Congratulations. And and to be fair, like, they, I don't know. Let, let's talk about that last play. Okay, so fouls happen, timeout, everything. They get, almost got a double timeout pretty much. Gallo misses a free throw for – they he really, made, I they think really he made 37 didn't. before, 37 straight in it, the bubble. It really before that. didn't even matter if he'd have made it though at that point. Like I don't think it changes your mindset as far as what you're going for in that last situation. I think you, if he would have made it, you could have won off a of two. Yeah, but why? I in my, in the, I would have gone for the two anyway. Well, yeah, but at that point you're already playing them good on defense. You want to go to overtime. It's not like it's a high scoring game. It's more. I think it's more so like if you get. If you do go 103 to 104, then you feel a lot more comfortable just putting up that. Because, I mean, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what Billy Donovan was thinking. That I don't know any play. of it. But I think they played they played great defense because we had to call a timeout because we didn't have any open the passes. Thunder. Yeah, the Thunder, the Thunder had to call a timeout because there were no open passes. And then So that's five seconds. I don't know that, about no open passes. That there, that inbound, you okay? Clearly there, to Stephen Adams, right there. There could have been clearly places that you could that they could have gone, but the close I mean, he had PJ Tucker sealed. The closest person was Jeff Green, who was like two feet like in from the the three point line. Which at that point, it's almost like just throw it. Like especially like you put him out there for a reason. If if he's not going for that lob. Why not just have another shooter out there or yeah, another I think, guard? I think they should have had Darius Baisley out there. Anything. If, if Steven Adams wasn't going to go for it. Because Darius Baisley was probably the most consistent player in this seven-game series. And, and I, I mean, he's not scoring 20 a game, but he's out there getting eight to nine a game with eight to nine rebounds a game. Right. I mean – And I, I, I mean, I see that you're getting like he's – he's definitely out there to set screens. He's out there to try and take a space, uh, get some people open. But at that on that last play, it's just – He's at that point just clogging the lane because 
he's not trying to score or get open. He's just there. Like there was a situation like for two seconds where like after the first motions go through where he's just moving through like the free throw line to the three point line, just back and forth, just kind of, uh, who, who can I say something for? Just kind of looking around and it's just, it just looks clustered. And then it comes down to him just like sprinting towards the inbounder and like just, just not, not a possession that you want to close out your game seven. What's crazy is we have like Billy Donovan is probably one of the top out of timeout and uh, off the sideline inbounds. Like he makes the best plays out of it because we scored. I, I don't remember the exact percentage, but it's one of the top three to five in the league. And to see that be the reason that we lose the game, I guess what I was confused about is Chris Paul did not have, he had what, 1.2 seconds to operate mm-hmm. off the pass in. He didn't have enough time to operate off that. If it were me, I would have put Chris Paul as the inbounder. He's one of the best passers of all time. You put him over there, he'll figure something out. I mean, you saw, I mean, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but the very next day, Kyle Lowry, they they ran that set play and it didn't work. So Kyle Lowry threw it all the way to the opposite side of the court and OG Ananobi got a wide open three out mm-hmm. of it. I mean, 0.5 seconds. You had, what, 1.2, 1.3 in the Thunder game? So that's another .7 seconds that you don't have to just toss yeah. it up, you know? So it, let's go into these other series that we have going on right now. So we have to talk about it. Kind of hurts. We are current. The Bucks are currently down 3-0 to the Miami Heat. Um, yeah. Did, okay, I want, I want to hear your completely honest... Do you think you can come back 0-3? If not, no bias. Do you? Because it's never happened before. What is if, it? One hundred thirty-nine. Yeah, that lost of the teams that have been down 0-3. We have to be one of the best. Yeah, we we for sure have to be one of the best teams to be down 0-3. I'll say that. But do you think you can come back from it? I don't. Me being a math major, just knowing that the record is zero and one hundred thirty-nine doesn't make me feel good. Exactly. So, but if you were to say, do you think they can come back from it? Obviously, you want them to. Obviously, we everybody or not everybody, but like I want them to. You want them to. A, a big. I just don't see what is really like. Like I, I've watched every game, and every single game, I'm just like, wait, why is that person dropping this many points? You know what I mean? Like Jimmy Butler, sure. That's fine. Game two should have been a win. No joke. Like, we should have won game two. It was given to us. Uh, Jimmy Butler puts up, like, eight points in, like, the whole game pretty much, or, or 11 or something like that. Almost nothing. He does nothing in the fourth quarter, and we lose. And, like, it's just – and then Jay Crowder? Bruh, who's playing on Jay Crowder's controller right now? Like, I don't know how to describe it other than, like, like this Jay Crowder is what the Celtics – Thought that they were going to be getting for that whole stint, like this is the the deal player they were getting, and then he started, and then he had that awful time with the Jazz. That's what that's who they thought they were going to get. Like, no, he had, he played horrible with the Cavaliers. Everybody I'm thought like, he wasn't like going to stay. That, in the that middle time between Celtics to where he is now in the Heat was just nothing. Yeah, and out of nowhere, now he's just like, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to play. I'm back in my prime. By the way, like. Drogic is playing amazing. I still think Tyler Hero is not good, but he just kind of throws up shots and gets he like he had like eleven points and people go nuts about it. Like uh, he did okay. Um, I haven't really noticed a lot of Duncan Robinson. It's really just for me, Drogic, Jay Crowder, Jim, and Jimmy. Really, um, I mean Bam's been playing like his normal self. Yeah, but he's, like, at, he's also getting more rebounds. Than... Bam putting up twelve points to me doesn't mean shit. Like, well, straight up, it doesn't mean anything to me. I mean more so on the rebounding and passing side. Like, he's getting more than yeah. what he averaged in rebounds and assists yeah. in this series. And I, I will say, he's he's not even scoring that much that's bothering me. It's the amount of free throws that he's getting. He's getting a ton of free throws. Like, when he drives, he's – he in my, in my opinion, he plays almost like how, like, Jokic does where he's trying to get that foul call. Like, yeah, he wants to score, but, like – he knows how to like move his body and make himself fall in the correct way to where he gets that foul call. It does help that he's – I think he has more so that mindset because he's a smaller yeah. player. So he's at a disadvantage going up against mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez, who's a seven-footer. 
I mean, he what is that? He's six nine. Six, six, nine, six He's ten. probably six eight, but yeah. they say he's six nine, six ten. He is definitely smaller. He, but he reminds me of how uh, like Daniel Tice is for the Celtics. Exactly. So I mean, it's you're just going up against a bigger player, which means you got to find your advantages somehow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess that's the way he is. Right. And I saw um, someone tweet out a stat. Uh, Dean Moniat from the Milwaukee Bucks. He's one of the main writers for them. He tweeted out the open threes that each teams have taken and who has them. Um, through three games, the Heat have 53 open three-pointers, and the Bucks have 30, which is ridiculous. Literally, Jimmy or Jay Crowder has 18 of those open three-pointer attempts, not including anything in game four, which is going on right now while we're recording. 18. Shoot. I can make about six of them 18 myself. Like, what? I, I, we're, we're just – I get like we, we're set up to give up specific threes, but we're giving up all of them at this point. Like, oh, we're not swarming on defense. And I've seen stints where we're, where we're playing good defense. In game two, right at that, that, those last like four or five minutes, we were playing good defense. And, and we just blow it. That's what that, – well, I, I don't know if it's on the podcast last week, but I know I was saying y'all give up way too many three-pointers for a team that is as hot as the Heat. Right. And and honestly, like, like the Heat are doing good, but I think it's more of like just their matchup against us that is real – that fits really well. Like if, if they go against like – and we'll get on, into it next, like either the Celtics or the Raptors, I mean if they play the Celtics, I don't, I don't know if they're going to – have be this successful because the Celtics don't or Celtics and Raptors don't give up this many three pointers. So I don't know if like it's just we just got the wrong matchup or like the Bucks got the wrong matchup and like the Heater just you know rolling through it. Another one thing I just saw in here: the Heater of three zero and they only have an eighty one percent chance to win the series. Think about that compared to any other three zero series. That's almost a lock. That's true. I I don't think I've ever seen. Uh, a BPI series odds that low for someone being at 3-0. I'm pretty sure when the Heat were up 3-0 in the first round, it was like 95. True. So, you s- say the Bucks get swept or lose in five games. What do you think happens this offseason that can help improve the team? Help imp- Honestly, at this point, I, w- I would give up first-round picks to get rid of Eric Butts if it meant we could get anything in return. So do you think – I've seen it circulating around. Y'all do not look good in crunch time in this – in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Y'all could use somebody like Chris Paul. Obviously. Now, it would take, obviously, a lot of money to match it. It would probably – I think when I looked at it, it was uh, Bledsoe, George Hill, Urson, and then you have to give up a, a few pick, picks yeah. or Dante. Or like Dante and then a few picks mm-hmm. or a few picks. Now, would that be something – you would be interested in because while he isn't Curry, Chris Paul can shoot off the dribble like you like, and he would fit so well with that team. And keep in mind, you still get your two All Stars and Brook Lopez in that. I think in that situation, I'm almost. I I I don't I I like Chris Paul. I like the way he plays. I like the leadership he brings to the team. But I don't think I want Chris Paul on my team. I mean, the thirty six. I get that I get that he's playing good, but like this 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 playoffs feels like one of those like all right this is my last push you know what I mean as a starter and now if he's coming in and like he's one of those players you can get for like after this contract sure I'll take Chris Paul for some cheap contract as a backup for sure but it's just kind of like I don't I don't think it, I would almost rather keep Bledsoe at that point and I don't like Eric Bledsoe so what what do you think the team can do to improve this because. You're after this season. You're in a contract here for Giannis. Yeah. So he either there's only a few things that can happen. He either requests a trade. He signs an extension, which probably isn't likely at this point, especially if y'all get swept or yeah. lose in five, six games, or you just hold out until free agency and he could pull a KD. Yeah. I think it, it it's always been getting that that off the dribble point guard for me. But I think he has to fit into, like, the time frame that we're on. Like, Giannis and Chris Middleton are, like, at the beginning of their primes. Chris Middleton are a little older. But, like, to me, like, it's not 
Chris Paul isn't the point guard you want because that's just like uh, a supplementary like one or two years that's going to hold it out. You know what I mean? That just kind of pushes it off to later. So you're just like hoping that you sign Giannis in that meantime, and then you're like, okay, later on we'll figure it out. You but know? also you're going to open up like $40 million in cap space once that ends. Yeah. And that can – I don't – That'll open up in the 2022 offseason. I don't remember who exactly is going to yeah. be all those players in that free agency class. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be open up 40 million cap space. You're going to be able to get somebody with that. Now, I know I've talked with you guys about like segments that we can do. Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, what are mistakes that you think your team has made in the past like 10-ish years? Because that really coincides mm-hmm. with the Thunder. Um, cause they're 11, 12 year old franchise. But one of the biggest mistakes I think that you're going to look back on is choosing Bledsoe over Brogdon. Oh, a hundred percent. I said that when we got rid of him, I was like, I would rather, I'd rather pay Malcolm Brogdon. And the thing was that we, uh, gave Bledsoe the early extension that same year. We gave Bledsoe the early extension right before trade deadline. And then we ended up being like, oh, okay, uh, we're going to trade Malcolm Brogdon for some picks. Like, what? And I, I never said, like, Malcolm, you, sure. Yeah, he's an older rookie. That doesn't freaking matter. Especially when he lined up really well with yeah. Giannis and, and, and Chris Middleton. And I said that the whole time he was there. I was like, honestly, like, when we were closing out, it's like, a, you literally need that point guard. That, sure, yeah, he can play point guard, but he needs to be able to sit there off ball and be a threat. And Bledsoe is not that. Bledsoe sits there, and if he's off ball, he's no threat to me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if I'm another team, I'm letting him shoot. It's a lot like Westbrook. You have to be in a perfect play style where, you know, he looks really good playing with the Rockets now because he can just drive into the paint and nobody's in his way. Mm -hmm. Now, on the Bucks, you have Giannis who's probably going to be in his way because nobody's going to guard Giannis. Like, Jimmy Butler's probably guarding Giannis right now, and he's not going to step out on the three-point line with Giannis out there. So that's two non-shooters you got. You better be hoping that Brooke Lopez is hitting his shots because mm-hmm. if not, then that's just screwing right. your spacing on the floor. For sure, yeah. So let's go into our next series. So uh, when we recorded last time, the Celtics-Raptors series was uh, – Celtics were up 1-0. They were already leading in that, in that second game, so they were pretty much up 2 at that point. Raptors rally off two in a row. What are we thinking? I mean, that OG shot. Bro. Love OG, first of all. So, if we're going to go ahead and start making our most improved player picks for next year, mine's OG. If he starts shooting. (laughs) If if OG and Anobi starts shooting. Mmm. Mmm. But, so, 0.5 seconds left. They have a – they're like, okay, we have to run a play. And and OG was literally the fourth option. Uh, I saw them draw it up on ESPN and, like, uh, first two options was like a, a a pin down for Van Vliet and then like Siakam rolling and then it was Marcus Gasol and OG Ananobi was almost like a distractor literally to just be drawing someone out of the paint for a cut and when when that cut that roll off for Siakam to cut down the middle Jalen Brown hugged it he hugged that cut and now it left OG Ananobi sitting in the corner wide open he was just sitting there. And honestly, amazing throw by Kyle Lowry. Over over the head, over um, Taco. Over Taco. Caught it low. Literally he caught it literally as that, he's moving up. They said I mean, when I looked at it, it was the reason he was able to get low and get into a shot formation is because the ball was in the air for yeah. like ten seconds. Yeah. Not literally, but I mean, you get Normally on an inbounds pass, straightaway pass, just regular, you get half a second mm-hmm. to catch the ball, load up, shoot. With that, you had about five seconds, mm-hmm. honestly, to get ready, stand there, shoot the ball, mm-hmm. and it just worked out perfectly right. for and, and if And if that ball was arced anymore, that, that ball is getting hawked down by Jalen Brown. Like, even just a second later... It's getting hawked down. Jalen Brown is, I mean, he missed, he missed touching the ball by like a millisecond. Yeah. Insane. Jalen Brown was so upset after that game. And I think it carried a because apparently he could not sleep that night because it was like haunting him or something. Jalen Brown's soft. This next game, 
He went like 0 for 9 or 0 for 10 from 3. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, I'll say right now, is soft. Uh, like, he's okay at defense and everything, but he just – he doesn't have that, like, knack for me. He, I think he had 30 points in either game one or game two, if I'm remembering it correctly. And it, if they're gonna if they're gonna win games, they he has to do something. That's what I'm thinking. But it, it's Kimba for me, and Kim, the the Bro, before that, pass, that oh my oh. god that I, and he played it perfect. He he dribbled like another one more step, pulled Siakam a little farther, throws the no looker, beautiful cut. Honestly, the positioning amazing. Bruh, by that Tyrese. was oh my so god, beautiful. For if that would have made them go up three zero. That right there, I'm like, shoot, all right, y'all are rolling. That was so pretty, dude. I I can't even. And the, and the thing is, both of these teams play at like a slower pace. To be fair, the Raptors in transition are almost unguardable by the Celtics, so they have to play slower. Like Fred Van Vliet, oh my. Fred Van Vliet is torching everyone right now to me. Like if he gets his head down, his positioning midair, like honestly – I'll take Fred VanVleet. He shoots out the dribble. He's a free he agent. He lit us up. He's a free agent. I ain't going to pay him like the Knicks going to pay him. <laughs> no, nah, the Knicks ain't going to. Actually, you know who I think is going to pay him this yeah. offseason? The Pistons. <laughs> I honestly, like, if any team pays him, like, over what If, if, if what you're a free should. agent, like, do, do these teams, like, records, like, matter that much to you, really? If they're about to, like, completely overpay you? I If you're, like, a top-tier free agent... I think it matters what they are. I mean, unless not, like, and if you're like one of those middle tier free agents, like Fred VanVleet, I think is, he's a low tier free. I mean, he's good, but I'm saying like low as far as popularity and stuff. Well, this year he's probably in the top tier because compared to besides, okay, you have Anthony Davis, but the next person is probably like Gallinari, yeah. because Brandon Ingram is a restricted free agent. So you go Anthony Davis, then Gallinari. That is yeah. a player that's never been an All Star compared to a top five top ten player in the league yeah Whew. i mean i think Fred really it's good i just I, it do but is he in that tier to where like he should go to a good team because then he could build up his like repertoire even more you know like does he is going on to a winning team from the raptors is does that help him or do you kind of think he should just go um, for the money I, I would go for the money if i'm him if yeah it's a lot to think about if, it, if I'm the Raptors, I don't overpay for him because no, I have people behind him, obviously not as good because he's starting for a reason, but you have people that can technically replace him on the team. Yeah. And they also have a ton of – Marc Gasol is going to be a free agent. Serge Ibaka is going to be a free agent. Fred VanVleet is going to be a free agent. I think Kyle Lowry has a player option. Kyle Lowry ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving, but – if the If the Raptors are smart, they try and talk Kyle Lowry into doing some dirt contracts. You know, or he takes the home down discount. Going into our next team, I think Fred VanVleet would fit perfectly on the Lakers. Brett, Fred VanVleet gonna fit on anybody. He did off dribble shooting guard. I, that's what I'm saying. But he can shoot, and that's obviously what the Lakers don't have. All right, let's go into that series then. Okay, so we got Lakers, Rockets, Rockets steal game one, bro. I'm talking about freaking smacking. What was it? Twenty five. Fifteen. Fifty. <laughs> like math major here, you know, just stealing like, the title bruh. from Zach. Bruh. It it's, was disgusting. there there ain't nobody guard hard. Did not bruh. a single person. I, 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 I was talking to uh I was talking about to our buddy Justice, uh, whenever mm-hmm. this year's was starting, and we were talking about it and I was like I was like, Yeah, Anthony Davis has like the size mismatch, but like who the heck gonna guard James Harden? Who gonna guard Westbrook? I, the, yeah, Rondo, no. K- KCP, no. Uh, who? What, oh my God, what? What's his name? I Kuzma, was, no. I thought you were gonna say Caruso. Caruso, hell no. But what, hey, who go look, him? James Harden. James Harden goes from getting oh, no, locked no, no, up. Danny by Green, hell no. Sorry, <laughs> thought of another one. James Harden was getting pretty locked up by Lou Dort. You go from getting guarded by Dort Schroeder, who. Played his best defensive season of his career. Oh, uh, insane. Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I mean, Darius Baisley at some points. You go from all of that length or body size in Chris Paul and Lou Dort, 
And now you're getting guarded by Alex Caruso and Rondo. <laughs> I'm going from averaging what Harden averaged probably 27 points a game against us. It's 27. He what did he have in that first 34. game? 34. 36. Wait, wait, sorry, 30, yeah, 36. He bro. He said, "I'm free." Look, honestly, and I I saw someone run this stat line for it and they were talking about like how Harden's three-point percentage decreases per game in the playoffs. Like, per, not per in the playoffs, but per, in the series. Mm-hmm. So, like, game one to game seven, it decreases per per game, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Rocket, if Rocket go 2-0, what you thinking? If they um, go 2-0? If they do go up 2-0, then I... I, just, I don't want the Rockets. I hate, the, I hate and the, James Harden. And the thing Harden, is, but. it ain't even like there's a lot of people scoring. Literally, they had three people score 23 or more, and that was about it. Well, that's what that's who's going to change this series is Eric Gordon. If Eric Gordon plays like he did against the Lakers, mm. they can win games. But, but I mean— if, they, if he plays like he did against the Thunder where he shot— he, he had multiple games where he missed. Yeah. Like, he went 0 for— what a, he went 0 for 11 in one of the games against right. us. Like, if Eric Gordon plays this way, they will win these games. If he plays like he did against us, no chance. You're well, not winning. I mean, even if you say – so, P.J. Tucker had six in the first game. Eric Gordon had 23. So, 29 combined. Even if you say you split the difference, one gets 15, one gets 14, that's reasonable. That's averages. I mean, you got to hope that Robert Covington – Starts hitting his shot. Where he been the whole playoffs, bro? He had he what had that, he doing? that game seven. He did good against us, but other than I don't, look, I ain't seen nothing. He played thirty nine minutes. He could shot three times. Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Everybody praises him for being such an amazing defender, but he he's a good team defender. Yeah, he, he, he cannot helps play. Great. De- look, when it was in game six, when we were down, I think we were down seven or eight at one point, like closing into the end of the game and Chris Paul is literally calling for Schroeder to come get like his Rockets switch everything yeah he wants to switch on Covington he Chris Paul said give me Robert Covington every single time yeah and then after game six like okay so Chris Paul hits a three-pointer on Covington and then he smacks Robert Covington's butt and he's like yeah good try and then after the game I, I saw they showed that clip and he was just like eyes eyes wide and oh, was like okay. oh my god or was uh, that Daniel House? Was that was that Covington or Daniel House? It was. I think it was Covington. I think it was, yeah, uh, and he was just like, "Bro, we better lose. <laughs> this man locked in. We better lose." But after the game, Chris Paul's like, "Yeah, I just I chose the right matchups, and uh, he wanted Covington. I was throat. I was getting to shoot the way I wanted to, and then he he was like, "Yeah, but shout out to Ten- Tennessee State HBCU. That's where Robert Covington went. So it was just he just I kept didn't even calling hear that. Out. That's funny. It's uh, bro, Chris Paul is I I I hated him before this season." If anybody knows me, they know I wanted to flip him as soon as we got him. Mm. But Chris Paul is one of my favorite players of all time now. So back to Lakers, Lakers Rockets. So like, I mean, LeBron a minus fifteen, Kuzma's minus twenty one. Kuzma sucks. Why is JaVel McGee playing? Go small, Anthony. Put Anthony, Anthony Davis he bum said, ass at center. He said. He said because of the matchup, I'll play center. And they were like, due to his hatred towards playing center, he, even though he hates it, he decided he will play center in this series. Get over yourself, bro. I think, I mean, people always talk about, like, how Anthony Davis does not want to play center. I think it's because he grew up playing point guard, and he always relied on finesse. I don't care. So he doesn't like I don't care. banging with bigs anymore. I mean, I, I, Giannis is a point guard. Yeah, but Giannis still uses a lot of finesse. I think that Giannis is a lot quicker on his feet than Anthony Davis is. I don't know. What? Get over yourself. Honestly, straight okay, up, listen, get over yourself. Listen, That's honestly, it. if the Lakers lose a series, do you think Anthony Davis leaves? Please. I feel like LeBron would be like, oh, no, no, me and Andy Davis are close, bro. Oh, all this stuff. And then Andy Davis will feel bad to leave. You know what I mean? Like he'll guilt like, trip him. Imagine him leaving after they traded everything for them. I would love that. I If they did, I think they might trade LeBron. You, I, can't, you can't trade LeBron. I feel like you they might. You can't. you can't. 
And I love that, like, game one was filled with, like, a bunch of highlight reels of LeBron, like, chase down blocking Westbrook, the block off the backboard, all dunking, dunking on, on Westbrook. Westbrook, and he did 20 points, yeah, minus right. 15, or what was it? Yeah, minus, minus 15. Bruh, get these LeBron highlights out of my face. <laughs> uh, I want to hear some LeBron hatred right now. Because if, if Giannis drops a game like this, he is getting rode. Yeah. If if Harden drops a game like this, he's getting rode. True. Like, 27 and 8. Bro, y'all could have kept Lonzo and got that. <laughs> no joke. That Like, literally, like, I, I, don't, I don't see it. Like, honestly, I'm rooting for the Rockets. I'm not even kidding. I'm rooting for the Rockets. For, for Oklahoma City's... Pick no, sake, no, for pick sake, no. I need the Lakers to win no. because if the Rockets lose, then D'Antoni will probably be gone. Daryl Morey might be gone. Well, I just, I just need the Clippers and Rockets to like just turn bad. I don't know. Okay, so let's go into our next series. We got Nuggets. Honestly, tying it up. Do you want to talk about the Nuggets Jazz final two games first? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Let's let's talk about that first. Okay, so game six was a shooter, but fifty and forty four for the boys, and what, I think it's cool because they're club, they're like homies. Yeah, I think that's kind of sweet. It they this is the first time two players in a series have got gotten more than fifty points in a game on on yeah. opposite teams. Yeah, well, this is the first time probably probably two, ever, but I know I'm I know for sure it's opposite teams because. Multiple 50-point games in a series. Uh, it's only happened like four or five times. Michael Jordan has two or three of them, obviously. But Jamal Murray had multiple 50-point games, and Donovan Mitchell had multiple 50-point games, which has never been seen before. Yeah. Like, you've never I think, had... I think the stat I was I was thinking of whenever you said that, uh, it just blanked me, was um, this is the most points scored ever by opposing players in one series. Yeah, that like does com- sound right. Combined points between the two of them is the most points any two player on opponent teams have ever scored in a, in a seven game series. I, I think I remember seeing to, that. To be stat. fair, like we've had some higher scoring series that were just not blowouts, like they're not um, that weren't didn't go seven games. Yeah, like I'm sure a few like LeBron series or a few of the Warriors series when like they were really just lighting it up. I'm sure those were close, but seven game series they pushed it. Every game was just brought. And then that game seven was kind of a letdown. And you know what's crazy? Uh, Jamal Murray averaged over 30 in that series, and he had two games with, like, 11 and 13 points. He still averaged over 30 points with two low-teen scores. And I I think that's, like, the typical Jamal Murray for me, honestly. Like, Like, that's what I think of. Like, some games he's about to light it up, and then other games I'm like, Yep, Jokic is their best player. Just straight. <laughs> There's up. a reason. You... Like just but, straight. Up, that's that's their best player. Like, so, so what, what? What do you think about this this series we got now? I thought the Clippers were just gonna kill so them after I. the first game. I thought it was over, especially like just the way they closed it out against the the Mavs that we both thought were really competing. Like one one. I don't. I don't know. I who, who do you have? Who do you have as your factor for both teams? Okay, oh, hold on. Before we do that, last night Kawhi had a typical playoff P game. Yeah, what did he got? I think he went four for 17. No way. And, and Paul George, Paul George, Paul George didn't say this, but there were things on Twitter, and he was like, he had, I can't remember what movie this is from, but it's one of the like younger famous actors. Mm-hmm. He has a uh, noose around his neck, mm-hmm. and he's like, so is it your first time? And it's like Paul George to Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> it was so That's funny. That's so funny. I, hold on. I think, I think our buddy Zach sent it to me. He sent it up. First time. First time. I love it here. Yeah, Ka- Kawhi, awful. 39. Kawhi was a minus 16 in this game. Yeah. Think- so it- – Oh, that's funny! It, it, literally, a dude just like on like the uh, those like hanging blocks, and Paul George looking at Kawhi. Yo, is this your first time? It's so <laughs> funny. But like a, a Kawhi game, a minus sixteen on the plus minus, thirteen it's... points, like almost disappears in the, into the the crowd at this point. Some dude. So after the Lakers lost to the Rockets, um, some dude was like. 
Yeah. Kawhi Leonard is so much better than LeBron because Kawhi will never go zero points in the fourth quarter. Pretty sure he had zero points in the fourth quarter. And then the dude changed his account to private where only like certain people can contact him. And everybody was clowning him across Twitter. It was so funny. If they play like they played in game two, it's over. Like they they ain't gonna win. I thirteen from P, from Kawhi and twenty two from Paul George. Glad to see um that trash six man of the year getting eighteen minutes, scoring ten points and three rebounds. Woo! That's not my six man of the year. And Lou Williams with thirteen. Wow! Look at that seventh man oh, of the for year. Six from three for Bro, Lou Williams. I I am so upset about that. Like, Shooter was more instrumental to. The Thunder being good. Look, obviously Trez is coming off the bench for a re- You're coming off the bench behind Evika Zubac. That, Who played well in game two. I He dropped like 20-something. 20 20, uh, 15, sorry. It was more than Kawhi. I am so upset about him winning that. That is all L.A. bias. hundred. You Also, you can't have two six-man on a team. What, what do you think about Gary Harris? Is he just... Gary Harris is someone that I would take a I would take a flyer on. Yeah, I I don't think he's I he's nowhere near as good as Jamal Murray. But Gary Harris is someone that I would want on my team, especially like age reasons. I, I the way he plays is very like passive. I think he would be instrumental in them getting a star player this offseason, like a Drew Holiday. As Maybe far as Bradley being Beal. someone who like talks to people or trading, no, he would be one of the main trade mm. pieces. Like him, if you're getting a star this off season, you have to trade him and Michael Porter Jr. Those are your like, two what, starting can pieces. Can you imagine like those two for like Brandon Ingram or something? <laughs> they're not going to get Brandon. The only the they're probably going to end up getting. You're telling me you don't think the Pelicans would want Michael Porter Jr. and Gary Harris? No, I think that they trade. I think that they get the Pelicans, Drew Holiday. For the Pelicans him. would literally be like, "Which one of y'all want to be good? Which one? Y'all pick. I don't care. They they should literally go no coach and just see what happens. Just be like, ah, they'll figure it out. Coach K, you sure you don't want to come coach You're us? Sure you don't want to come? We we all like eighteen. Are you sure about that? <laughs> so, so who do you have for your factors? If so, if the Clippers are going to win, who's your factor? They're going to close. They're going to come back in the series. Obviously, Kawhi. Kawhi. Okay, and him guarding Jamal Murray. Do you think? I, he, do you think he I, needs to guard Jamal Murray? I don't. I didn't see who was guarding Jamal Murray, but obviously, we saw in that Mavericks. I've series, seen a lot of like they're they they're not putting Kawhi on best player. They're just putting him on small forward. They I'm pretty care. sure I've been seeing like Marcus Morris guarding. Yeah, the best. It, it, I mean, it, he's it, the it, one that tried to. It was a. Hurt. It, it's like a collection of like Marcus Morris, Lou Williams, Reggie Jackson for me that are always, and then Shamit when they bring him in. But obviously, they're not like focusing him. He's more just the guard. But those players are going out of position to guard whoever for the Clippers for some reason. And Marcus Morris is that typical uh, Doc Rivers bulldog that sure. was Marcus Smart. True. So, and are, if the Clippers are going to win this series, I think Jokic for, for the Nuggets. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. If the if the Nuggets are going to win this series, I think it has to be Jokic playing good. You think? Because in the first game he didn't play good. They obviously lost. In that second game, he scored over twenty or twenty three or something. Yeah, he scored over twenty, and they won the game. He has to. He has to play like he is the best center in the league. Which he is. But he has to play like yeah. it. I mean, you look at that Bucks series, Giannis is not playing like he's the best player in the league, mm-hmm. offensively or defensively, mm-hmm. and they are getting killed. You go to the Nugget series, your best player has to play like the best player on your yeah. team. He can't be that, oh, yeah, let me just let Jamal Murray do what he wants to do. No, you got to take it. This is your team. You got to take control of it if you want to win this series. And I think it was game seven – uh, against the Mavs or against the Jazz, sorry, uh, that the Nuggets played, and Jokic started out literally like four for or four for four from three and like seven for seven from the field or something. I want that. I want that. I, I want, want that. I want that. I want that every game. I want you coming out just throwing it up. I don't care if you miss. I want him to shoot because he, he has it. He tries to get too passive, and I mean. 
I understand you're the one of probably the best passing big man of all time. Yeah. But you have to you have to show it. Um oh, we gotta talk about Steve Nash. Oof. That came out of I'm nowhere. Hyped. I'm hyped for that. Like I said before the podcast. I like that. I like that. Like I said before the podcast, every time I picture it, I'm picturing like 2007 just gross long hair. hair Steve Nash. I'm like, yes, we have a surfer coach. I love it. And, and then, then I'm like, no. dang it. He has the Lakers he's, he's shortcut. Full, he's full like soccer player look right now. Okay, so what do you think about that hire? I I like him more than Ty Lue. I hate that people were throwing that around. I don't think Ty Lue's that good of a coach before we even like prefaced out anything. He's he's gonna get a head he's, coaching he's gonna job. get a job just because there's so many spots that are gonna be open. Um, but I love Steve Nash in there just for the fact that he didn't do like the Jason Kidd route. He didn't like become a player and then immediately become a coach. Um, he also had well, what is it now four years with the with the Warriors where he was just there like. Uh, player development coach was it? He or was player, basically that. Pr- pretty, That's pretty not his name. That. Yeah, but, um, he was more for like he wasn't like the actual development coach, but he was involved in all that. Grew a relationship with KD, obviously. I believe his tie with Kyrie is from Team USA. Probably. I believe he. There is either I don't know if it's some overlap or something with that. I know that they have some tie. Um, it also could just be. Just kind of like a mutual respect thing. I know I know he's talked about Kyrie before, saying like how he's a great passer and stuff like that. I like it. I think you need a player, a player coach with those two. I think that's why Steve Kerr did a good job with Kevin Durant because he knows how to relate to him. Obviously, it wasn't the relationship that like Curry and Steve Kerr have. Obviously, because I think it was kind of like Steve Kerr was like Curry's first real like you know well I mean? steve kerr tried to get curry in the 2009 draft mm-hmm. he tried to get phoenix to he had a trade offer in place mm-hmm. to trade whatever pick the suns had and amari stoudemire for that seventh pick that curry right. got picked with to the warriors and all that would have happened and i i think the player coach tie is gonna just fit well with them i think it also is gonna help the rest of the nets players being that they're all still developing um, do you I, do you think they make a big trade this off season for a star? I don't know. I don't think they need to. Not or I wouldn't say a star, but a Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie trade for Fred VanVleet. I was thinking a younger type player. The one that comes up the most is Aaron Gordon. Put. I think you need to play KD at the four. If but, you're if you're getting Aaron Gordon, you're literally just trying to you're literally trying to play him as that. Draymond, athletic freak, but I don't. Aaron Gordon can't guard centers. He can't. He can't even guard. He's, he's he a can't good, even. He can't even bang with Giannis. But he's a pretty good defensive player for like a three or four. Obviously, not when you're trying to guard the best player in the league. It's going to be hard, right? But when you're guarding other players on a nightly basis, mm-hmm. you're going to look good, especially when you have. I think. KD. I think they need an athletic freak. Well, that's. I mean, that's probably why Something Aaron Gordon like comes up so much. Uh, I do like Aaron Gordon. I'm thinking like, I don't know. I would love to see someone like, obviously Jalen Brown is insane to have on that team, but someone that like isn't known to be a scorer, um, someone that really just can like jump out the gym. Even if it was someone like Derek Jones, Marcus Smart is who oh they need. My but they're not. God. There's no chance they get him. But that Ma- would be perfect. Marcus Smart. Should have been the best combo with Kyrie. Yeah. That should have been the best combo to have. It doesn't make Kyrie guard the best the best guard. It allows Kyrie to take over. Marcus Smart's been shooting recently. Like, it, it, it that should have been the best combo they could have had. So back to the Steve Nash part. Did you hear who he tried to get as an assistant coach? No, Dirk Nowitzki. He was like, "Hey, Dirk, you want to come be an assistant coach?" Dirk was like, I don't want to coach the Nets. I'm just chilling. No, he's, he was like, uh, he doesn't want to come back to the to the basketball just yet. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to come back and coach or anything mm-hmm. just yet. I mean, I assume in the future he will. But just like Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan didn't automatically come back. Yeah. He waited a few years. And uh, I, would, I would be surprised if it wasn't him coming back to the Mavericks in a role. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if I would want Dirk as a development coach. 
So when you look at it, Steve Nash came in. Obviously, he was with the Warriors for a little bit, but no prior coaching experience. We've seen that. I think with a lot on, he's of an other, on the court coach, though. But we've it'd, seen it'd that be a, like, it'd be like Chris Paul stepping into a role for me. Well, yeah, but it's happened with a lot of other former lead guards: Doc Rivers, Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd, and now Steve Nash. And I think Nate Nate McMillan, but I'm pretty sure he was an assistant coach before. What but, about Bud? But no. But Bud a lights out guard. What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, could you imagine the, him playing point guard right now? You you know who was a lead point guard? Uh, Billy Donovan played for the Knicks back in the day. Won a championship with them. Uh, nothing. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so we've seen that with a lot of former lead guards just get a coaching job without having any prior experience. Mm -hmm. I think that's because, obviously, as a lead guard, you know so much more about the game than any other player on the court, Mm -hmm. most likely. And with that, you're going to be able to know what kind of plays would be best for your player types. I want to know what scheme he runs. I just – I haven't – I want to see Kyrie and KD play together before I know anything. Yeah, I don't – have we seen them on the court at all at the same time? No, not even. I mean, practice. on different teams. But. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but I, yeah, I honestly, I can't even imagine Kevin Durant on a basketball court currently. Like, I'm thinking about it, and like, I can, I can literally picture the Achilles tear, and I can, I can. Uh, that's the play I immediately think of, and then the next play is literally like his pull up three on LeBron in the finals. That's it. That's that's really the only thing I can really like, be like okay yeah that's Kevin Durant. The the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, I think it was against the Clippers back in the day. He was when he was on the Thunder and Russell Westbrook shooting like the game winning free throws and KD's on the opposite end of the court just sitting there like, I hope he makes these. This if man not, better make this. I'm leaving if he don't. I mean, he ended up leaving, but Westbrook did end up making those. Score. And it's just like a picture that always ends up in my head with him just, man, I swear if he don't make these. I swear these, to God. I swear, this Ninja Turtle looking boy better make those free throws. So what else do we have? Do we have anything else? We talked about the series. We talked about the coaching hire. Oh, anything 2K you want to talk about? Bro, this 2K is difficult without badges. I mean, I think I'm pretty good as a 61. <laughs> I have a sixty-five-three, and I'm lights out. It took, bro, you did, you we did. took like like ten attempts for me to make a three, bro. That shot me yeah. hard. Hey, that, that first. Sh- yeah. I can't see that. I promise you. Like, look where my couch is, and look where my TV is. I cannot see that shot meter. Your first game, you went zero for eight and zero for six from three. <laughs> and we won. What about it? And we won. What about it? I I don't know how we won that game. And and we won. I'm rocking that Robert Covington life. What about it? it <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm out here looking like Lou Williams, boy. 0 for 6. Hey, that sounds about right. This this 2K, all you have to do on defense when you're playing on park, your center just go chill in the paint. I think it's going to change. Oh, for sure. There's Once no people way. start getting badges and stuff, but like the center, all they have to do is just sit in the paint. And yeah, Jeff. you got to hope you can shoot. We just send Jeff to the paint. Jeff, Jeff is our buddy. He made a center of the – or a power, power forward. forward. Power forward, midget power forward. First of all, dude's like 6'5". He's 6'9". Uh, he, like, he like a little bam. My 6'5 player looked the same height. Oh, I, I agree. Kid. Yeah, mine. mine like, I, but we literally, when we're playing on part, we're just like, Jeff, go sit in the paint. Don't even guard anyone. We'll just swarm. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we don't I, even have him out there anymore. When Jeff wouldn't get on the other night, I made a big center – and I was playing with Zach and then Syndicate. Blech. But, uh, <laughs> we hate so, Syndicate. Yeah, we hate Syndicate. <laughs> so I have a big seven foot three center that I just park in the paint and I just grab every rebound. Uh-huh. And I'm like, boys, you just run out. I'll just grab it and just throw it. And I just don't even go down and on offense. And they said that they were going to take that out, that break starter stuff. Yeah. Also, bail, you don't even need bailout this year. Uh, I've seen people jump, do like 360s, and like throw it behind their back, and it just perfectly lands in someone's hand. And I'm like, hmm. 
I don't even think an NBA player can do that. How are you going to do it? How you do that? It just... Who put that animation... Who did you record to put that animation yeah. in the game? Is that some John Wall thing before... Is that some Jordan Kilganon dunk, but like a pass version or what? Yeah, right. Did you throw that ball and then throw it again? <laughs> it's just... This 2K, I hope it gets better over time. All right. Next Gen is supposed to be so much better. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping it is. Hoping. 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 I'm hoping. I'm hoping it is. Uh, that, they better be if I'm buying a next gen console. Yeah, right. What? Are, let me see what it costs. Probably like 500 What are they calling it? The Xbox... Series X. Xbox X? Yeah. So, we took, a, we took probably a year to get the Xbox One. Was it? I'm pretty sure. Because we played... I know we got it, like, when that other 2K came out. Because... It came out like oh, at we the did beginning wait a of fourteen. Minute. Oh, we did wait a minute because we didn't play fourteen at all on there. Oh. I don't think we played fifteen. I think sixteen was the first year we played it. Oh, it's only, it's only four ninety nine. How much does it cost if I trade in my Xbox One? Uh, sponsors, do you guys want to buy us some Xbox Series X with some? Actually, I don't even need two K included. Wait, I already I, get I need it me free. a girl that can buy me an Xbox X. Yeah, me too. Me too. I ain't even got a girl. Honestly. So. Any, any ladies out there that uh, want to date me? We'll, we'll take on date for Xbox. Yeah, we'll take on date for Xbox. It kind of looks sweet. I like how it looks. What do you think about the stand-up? Yeah, it uh, looks I like would, a little mini fridge. Oh, I think it's... <laughs> what? I got one of those. <laughs> just, throw the, just throw the disc in there and we can play. True. Well, I think that's all we got. I think we're going to start doing a little bit of, a little bit of 2K talk each weekend here at the end. Um... You got anything else? Hope the Bucks win, bro. Let me see what the score is. All right, we are honestly, Del- we have a time. I'm, 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 I'm out about a lot of Charles, but I guarantee we gonna win a game. I'm just, I just have to tell you that Giannis ain't playing anymore honestly, in this game. Honestly, Bucks and seven. Why? Yeah, he, he rolled his ankle. The same ankle. He sprained his ankle. He ain't coming back. I gotta go, bro. <laughs>